So it's like when you start a business off, what ends up happening is you go payday skin. Sorry, when you're employed, payday skin, payday skin, payday skin, payday skin. When you run a business, it's skin, 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 payday, skin, skin, skin. So initially, by by going sharing that, it was it was it was detrimental to me. However, now that's what I get booked on. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal of what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right, where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Okay, hey, 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 welcome back. You're listening to episode 57 of the Get Real About Business podcast. And if you were expecting a nice, quiet podcast today, you're certainly in the wrong place. With today's guest, you should expect a jolt of energy and inspiration and help you get off your ass to get things in your business. And yes, that is a hint about who we've got coming up. Now, without a doubt, starting growing a business can be the most thrilling, scary, amazing, vomit-inducing and wonderful journey. It certainly is a roller coaster of ups and downs. It doesn't matter how technically proficient you are or whatever it is that you do, running a business is different to being in a business within your chosen profession. So without a doubt, it's natural that people struggle and find it hard. Now, sometimes that hard bit starts when you first get going and maybe it's, it's just getting to a stage where you're profitable and you're not working all the hours under the sun, longer hours than you was working somebody else and still get the same amount of money. Sometimes it's just about getting to that profitable stage. And sometimes maybe the struggles come a little bit later. Maybe you've got something going. Maybe what happens is that perhaps what's happened with a number of people that I've worked with in the past, you've had a business partner or somebody's let you down or somehow the bottom of what you're doing has fallen out and things go wrong. So today I'm interested in talking about that, how you turn a business around, what you do when things are not going your way and you know, whether it's, it's time to sort of cut and run and admit that you're not cut out to be a small business owner or if it's actually possible to save it. So that's what I'm after finding out today from my guest. My guest today is no stranger to facing difficult business decisions. He is an author and UK's number one motivational best speaker. He's ranked number 29 of all motivational speakers worldwide. And he's founder of 4Networking, the UK's largest joined up national business network. That person, of course, is Brad Burton. Welcome, Brad. How are you doing? Clive, kicking ass as always. Thank you so much. It was interesting. I was listening to your intro there, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, he's right, he's right, he's right. And then when you said, it, I'm coming on, I was, I was genuine. I was entranced with what you're saying. So true, because I think we get it all twisted that we end up looking at uh, Dan Blizzard and uh, Instagram feeds of, you know, with, 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 with three uh, Rolls Royce raids and private jets and, and, and champagne and kind of get it all twisted that that's what the real world of business is. The real world of business is full of self-doubt. The real world of business is full of, 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 of am I going the right way? Am I going the wrong? I'm going to get found out. I'm a failure. I'm, 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 I'm making this up. Uh, you know, and, and this is the real world. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next 30, 40 minutes, mate. The real world of business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I often say this, there's like this shared lie when you go around speaking to other small business owners and, and you say, okay, how's business? And what do they say, Brad? Yeah, fine. I mean, got lots of irons in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they say. And the truth is that actually that might not well be the case for, you know, a good 80% of people. They're never quite happy where they're at. 
Um, sometimes it, it might be they've just lost their best two clients. It could be a whole lot of different reasons. Clive, let me just jump in. You know what? Statistically, uh, 94% of businesses fail in the first decade. 94%. That means that only 6% of businesses that are started as a limited company are still around in, in 10 years' time. I've been going now for 15 years, sorry, 14 years with my primary business. With that one, I've done 15 years in self-employment, but 14 years. And I can tell you something, that what it requires for you to make that 6%, to actively be part of that 6%, is what I started my business off with, ideas, vision, and belief. It's about belief. It's yeah. about belief. It's about belief. And if you've not got 100% belief in your business or your business idea, honestly, give it up. I'm serious because you are going to form part of that 94% that don't make it because you've not got the belief that's my view yeah I think it is I think when you first start out we think we can do everything just because we've been successful in some area of life we think that we can be successful as a business owner as an entrepreneur as well you know after all you're just working for yourself you know what to do yeah but I think we all know that actually it's a, it's a lot more complicated than that of course it is yeah yeah I think that there's a moment, and I, I experienced this myself, going from the transition from being an employee to a manager in somebody else's business, and then I experienced the same transition going from working in somebody else's business as a learning development manager and then going to an entrepreneur. So yeah. I think that there is a stage in which when you first start out, it's this fake it or make it thing. You feel like success is a little bit by chance, and there's a stage in which you get to and you think, do you know what, I've got this now. I've got this now. So for you, Brad, was that the case for you? I'm, not, I'm guessing you've had some time. When did you get to that stage where you thought, I've got this now? So that's happened probably six times that I've got this now, and then something comes and takes the rug away. Right? So bear in mind, I've got several businesses. So you've got Four Networking, which is a national business networking organization, one over yeah. 5,000 meetings across the UK, 1,000 members. But it wasn't always the way. At one point, for network and the business that I started, the organization that I started in 2006 was just me. Yeah, there was no website, there was no roller banners, there was no brand, there was just an idea. And, uh, you know, we, we was doubling year on year and I thought I'd made it, then I had a nervous breakdown. Because what ended up happening, I ended up focusing on business success at any cost. I was almost like a robot, like a Terminator robot. I was focused on business success, business success at any cost. And that cost was to me. I, I just, I, I forgot who I was. I was just driven to find success and end up with it, success. So, and equally, I also am a professional speaker, more motivational speaker now. Um, and you think you've kind of cracked it with this gig and then you get another gig. And then, so it's always, it's always around the next corner, that kind of success or that kind of, um, uh, you know, you've made it, is always around the next corner until, of course, you get what I've got, which I believe to be content. When you get content with your lot, then anything that comes is a bonus. And that's where I'm at, whereas before... Anything that you chase runs away. So if you imagine having a duck or a swan and you run after it, it runs off, right? If you used to creep up to it slowly, you'd manage to capture it. And I think that's the difference. So back in the day when I first started, I was chasing everything, which is really tiring and it's running yeah. away. Now I just walk up to it and, it, and I attract whatever I'm, I'm looking for and it comes to me. So I, I, it's a complete mind, uh, different mindset uh, switch to that thing. So that fake it till you make it thing, it, it never quite goes away. Like yeah. genuinely, I mean, I've got to that point now where as a professional speaker, so I'm speaking at ZeroCon on November the 14th um, at, at, at Excel. 4,000 people, right? So, you know, that's the biggest stage I've ever spoken at. Prior to that, it was 1,000. 
Mm. So 4,000 people, I've gone from 1,000 to 4,000. Now, do I do I feel a fraud? No, because actually once you've started speaking at that level, whether it's 500 or 1,000, 4,000 or 40,000, it makes no difference. You're just speaking things. So I just think it's about levels, and I believe that every single individual is going to get wobbles. Every single, single individual, regardless, and I'll tell you, I know some really successful people, they're all waiting to be found out. Everyone's waiting to be found out. So it's not just you. The difference is I'm daft enough to talk about it. So everyone believes they're going to get found out, all these successful people. But they're just like me and you, and they kind of fell into this world. I genuinely do not know anyone who hasn't felt that, no matter what level of success. Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely the case for me within my leadership position, in my career before I started an entrepreneur. Yeah, I soon realized that you're never going to know the answers, but then we go through that same thing as a small business owner. But I see a lot. It's, just, it's a meme all the time, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you go. It's like, never give up. You're just around the corner and you've got these pictures of people mining their way through. And yeah, yeah, let, me, let, let, let me just jump in. So an expert is someone who has made all the mistakes in a particular field. Okay? Yeah. So anyone who's tuned into this right now, do you consider yourself to be an expert in your field? If you do, have you made every mistake in the field? So when it comes to professional speaking, I've made them all. I've died in front of audiences, 200 people, and I'm speaking for 45 minutes, 25 minutes in. I've got no idea what I'm saying. They're not interested in it, and, and you're dying. Now, what happens? An expert is someone that's made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. Most yeah. normal people wouldn't say, I'm going to go and do professional speaking again. But I always ask myself a question, what would I do different next time? And I learn from that. So therefore, for me to be an expert as a speaker, at some point, I would rather die in front of 200 people five years ago than die in front of 4,000 people in a couple of weeks' time. So at some point, you've got to make mistakes. At some point, you're going to ask yourself a question, are you cut out for this or not? So in my case, speaking, when I've made mistakes, you know, when we go back to the Instagram thing with a pic, some people would go, that's not for me. But me, you know, I realised that I didn't have a plan B. I had to make this work, and that's why I've kept on. And there's been times when actually, foolishly, uh, I've kept going when most normal people wouldn't, <laughs> like, truly... And it was because, pure and simple, as to me why, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, so that's interesting. That comes to, to my question, which is, how do you know if you should keep going? How do you know if you're really cut out for this? So I literally, I've been in business now for 15 years, 13 and a half years, over 13 and a half years with four networking. I have worked, so I've been in business now 15 years. In the first nine years... Guess how many times I wanted to quit? Like zero not quitting, 10 quitting. I've been 9.8, 9.9. Guess how many times in that first nine years? Oh, I'm guessing loads. 11. 11? Right? <laughs> 11 times. 11 times I've wanted to quit. Like proper, not just talking about it pissed off. 11 times okay. I've got that close to quitting. Like proper, as close as you can. If someone says, yeah, you might as well quit, I'm gone. In the last five years, guess how many times I've wanted to quit? Never. Correct. Yeah. Right? So on average for the first nine years, it was 1.1 times per year. In the last five years, zero. That says something to me. Now imagine if I would have quit at time eight or time nine, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be speaking to you. There wouldn't be four books. I wouldn't be speaking at zero. I wouldn't have one. Boom. You see what I'm saying? But for, yeah. me, the, for, for me, the reason that I didn't quit is I had my everything. Uh, I was all in. And, 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 you know, when you've come from, from council estates, and I've never had the pot to piss in, I've been on benefits for four years, and this, that, and the other, you know, I've survived. So actually, I could go back there and I'd survive and it'd be a better place. But for me, it wasn't about me because it was left to me, I may have quit. It wasn't about me. For the first time ever, it was about my children. That's my, like, my kids' um, handprints. And, and that's what I did. When I got these, these, these forearm tattoos, seven years ago when I had a nervous breakdown, I did it to burn the bridges. 
I did it so that I would not go and get a job that I couldn't get employed. I did this to burn the bridges. Now I'm uh, seven years on, everything's great. But at the time, I was ready to quit. And let me show you something. It's on the screen. I'm going to show you something. I'll turn this around. I hope you can see it. Can you see that? Uh, yeah. So that, that is me and my chairman. And I wanted to quit. And that was at Excel on November the 15th, 2012. Seven years ago. Seven years ago, I wanted to quit. And he said to me, Brad, you've come too far. He said, do you trust me? I said, yeah. He said, 100%. I said, yeah. He said, right. I know you want to quit. I know you're tired. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to put a date down in six months' time. I'm going to put it down in the diaries. And if six months' time you want to quit, I'll let you. And that was seven years ago. And actually, if I, if you'd have said, yeah, time to quit, I'd have been gone. It wouldn't have been any of this now. So you're going to need someone in your corner. Yeah. So the benefits of those people just listening right now and not, not watching. Uh, so that's you sitting with Terry Cooper. Yes, my, my chairman. Yeah. Chairman. Um, and, I, and, and, and me having a nervous breakdown, me getting legal problems, financial problems, marriage problems, health problems, everything came crashing down. I remember before when I said I was so focused on success that I forgot about everything else. Well, that's what happened. I was so focused on success getting to the, to, to the finish line that I ended up with it. Success, I was ill. And people get it twisted. And they think that, you know, what success is about is having a, a Rolls Royce phantom outside. But let me tell you something. You know what success is about? In my view, being happy. Being happy because I've got too many people I know in my world that I've got the trappings of success that are deeply unhappy. And when your drive and ambition starts causing you to be unhappy, you have just found your level. And we can't all be Tony Robbins. We can't all be Richard Branson. We can't all be Alan Sugar. But what we can be is a better version of ourselves. And that's where it starts from because we've already got it twisted. We spend too much time on Instagram, squad goals, looking at 26-year-olds getting in and out of Lamborghinis. And you think to yourself, well, I'm 27, I've not got a Lamborghini, so I'm a failure. And now all of a sudden you go through your life being a failure because of... And that's interesting because I suppose there's, there's two ways to get success. Is one, yes, you can look at other people's success and just go all out, and, and obviously that's the wrong success. The, the simplest way to get success is just not want for more and not expect much out of life. I mean, how do you get this balance between pushing yourself to, to be a better version of you? Yeah, so, so great question, great question. So, so here's the thing. My motivation when I first started is I wanted a Lamborghini, right? That kind of stuff, right? And this was not about me wanting a Lamborghini. It was about me, me proving a point to everyone who said I couldn't ever make it. It wasn't about having a Lamborghini. And all those times I wanted to quit, if it was just about a Lamborghini... It wouldn't have been enough. So I'll give you an example of that. If you, whatever your dream car is, and you'll do anything for it, if I go and get some big 24-stone bodybuilders to punch you in the mouth, right, and actually you've got to keep getting back up for that car, how many times would you get up for that, for that car? Now, let me ask you this question. If you was doing it to save your family, how many times would you get up? I guarantee it'd be more times than you would a Lamborghini Diablo. Right. So this is, the, this is the thing. I have tuned all my thinking and all my motivation and all my drive and all my vision and all my belief not about me, because if it was left to me, I would sit there at weekend smoking bongs, right? So it's not down to me. For the first time in my life, it's about my children, it's about my family. And I promised baby Ben when I was delivering pizzas back in 2005, six, whatever it was, delivering pizzas to keep the business afloat. I promised baby Ben, who was six months old at the time, that I would take him to Disney World. So I'm on 25 grand in personal debt. I'm on £5.90 cash in hand delivering pizzas. And I've told baby Ben I'm going to take him to Disney World. If I would have asked anyone, you would have just gone, yeah, all right, Brad. Now, let me explain something. In the last 11 years, I've taken baby Ben, baby Bonnet, baby Brandon, no longer babies, I've taken them to Disney World for the most magical, you know, uh, once-in-a-lifetime um, holidays. For the last 11 years, 
So I, my motivation stopped feeling about Lamborghinis and that sort of stuff. Now, let me be quite clear. I've got an amazing car, a car which I would never have believed that I could make happen. But the reason for that was because, it goes back down to what I said, I've stopped chasing stuff. I've started actually like focusing on making a positive difference. And by making a positive difference, you end up making a positive difference to your life, other people's lives, and people then end up working with you. It's like such a counterintuitive way of approaching it, where some people, you know, they're just so focused on money, 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 money. And actually the most important asset that we have is time. And actually the time when we realise that it's the most important asset is when we're on our deathbeds. And I've seen too many people, I've, seen, I've been to, to six funerals in my life, I'm 46 now, I've been to six. In the last year, since January, I've been to three. Right, so it's changed my entire outlook on life. I had a 44-year-old friend of mine die, a 53-year-old, 61, all of which died this year, and I've been at all the funerals. Now, that says to me that by all means, chase money and go after all these things, but ultimately, they would swap every single bit of their professional career and all the wealth that they accrued to have an extra day on this earth. That says to me that the last day of your life is as important as, 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 as today. The difference is we take today for granted. We take our time for granted. We take our health for granted. We take everything for granted. And what we've got to do, and this goes back also to my thing as a as an entrepreneur, it's now 11.35 during the day. Prior to me picking this call up with you, I was playing Call of Duty or whatever it was, um, Gulf <laughs> Recon on my PS4. That's success. Now, people might say, well, that's not professional, but my business runs without me now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And this is the thing, the most important thing that I've got is time, whereas a normal conventional way is you'd have to work between 9 and 5.30, then travel home for an hour, then get in at 6.30, then see the kids, and about half eight, you put your computer on, computer game on. As it happens, I'll get my computer game in out of the way, and the kids come back and go spend some time with them. That's what we all want, isn't it? We were, not necessarily to play Call of Duty, maybe some people yeah, yeah. do. Um, I, could, I could spend a lot of time playing Minecraft. But um, yeah. what we want is choice. Yes. Um, and that choice might be to still be in your business because you want to be in your business, but it's sure. about having that choice. Yeah. What interests me is that you, you talk about, you've gone from Pizza Hut delivery guy yeah, 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 yeah. to this phenomenon, your number one motivational well, business speaker. Business speaker yeah, yeah. And uh, you're doing incredibly well, but yeah. you must have changed. I think the thing is, it's, it's not yeah. the money you make, it's the person you become. How yeah. do you think you're different now aside from the money you make, to when your son was born? All right. So at 31, I was kind of, I used to consider myself to be a manic depressive. I used to go to the doctors and get Prozac, 20 milligram of fluoxetine. This was probably 26, 27, 28, right? I considered myself a manic depressive. And I wasn't, if what it was is I, I didn't know what direction I was going in. And it's a long way to go when you don't know where you're going. Yeah. You don't know when you're going when you're lost. So if you think about that, you're like every time that you go in a car to a new venue, go to a networking event, you get a postcode and it's if you've arrived at your destination. When was the last time that you programmed your destination for your life? Because when you're a kid, you wanted to be an astronaut or a ballerina. And then somewhere along the way, you end up in a shitty job in the council for 15 years, pissed off. And every single day you go to your pissed off job and every single day you're kind of counting the years away so you can get you can get your, your, your redundancy. Uh, sorry, what's it called? You know, when you retire, retirement fund. And it's like, whoa, is that what life's about? So the difference between me now, let me go back 10 years prior to that point when I was 27 or, or, or 19. You know, I was a street kid from Manchester who had no aspirations to be anything other than a street kid from Manchester. So I have fundamentally changed as an individual. The guy that I am now is more aware. It's almost like my brain is a hard drive. You've got a laptop in front of your computer. It has an operating system on there. If the operating system, somebody installed Windows 3.11 on there from 1988, 
your PC, regardless of how powerful it'd be, would be slow, it'd be chunky, you wouldn't be able to navigate as you are doing, you wouldn't be able to do Zoom calls, software being compatible. Well, imagine you are a biological computer and what you've got right now is your brain is a hard drive and the way that you look at the world and disseminate information is down to your operating system. So my operating system right now is I see here, so think about what I said before, an expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. Go back seven years ago, nervous breakdown, marriage breakdown, health breakdown, legal breakdown, uh, social media, everything went wrong. So I've, as, a, as a result of that, I've rebuilt myself differently and said, okay, if I had my time again, how could I have avoided that? So my operating system is greater and better and more powerful. That's the difference, is the way that I look at the world. So as an individual now, I don't have to go frenetically like a hamster wheel to go and earn. I was skint before, living in a two-bedroom house and having not a pot to piss in. I'm now in a situation where I live in a wonderful property. Everything's cool. I've got no pressure anymore, financial pressure. But whereas I've kind of not took my foot off the gas because I'm not, but where I'm not that driven, you know, hey, I don't want to go and get myself a frigging a Brad Burton jet. You know, and somebody said to me, somebody said, oh, well, why don't you go and take over America, Brad? Um, <laughs> You know, and I'm going, whilst there's a single person in the UK that doesn't know about me and my, my methods of teaching, why would I go to America? Well, you could fly business class and you get an amazing sky bed and you get, I've got a perfectly good bed here. And this is the thing, we end up doing this stuff because society or the world or the media tells us we need to be pushing on. I, I am a, a working class lad from Salford, Manchester, with no qualifications, done four years of benefits, and that left for a six-month old. I left school with no qualifications. And I've been addicted to drugs twice. I got shot at when I was 21. I've written four books. I get books at the highest level as a motivational speaker in the UK, JCB, Bentley, Zero, Costa, uh, the NHS, Snap-on Tools, Screwfix, right? At the highest level, I run four networking, 5,000 business networking meetings across the UK. So why the fuck do I need to be pushing on any further than this? Because somebody said to me on social media, called me out a few months ago, well, you've got self-limiting beliefs. Are you fucking daft? You know, I've achieved like more than anything that I could ever have physically dreamed of. But I'll tell you something right now. The thing that I need more of isn't money. The thing that I need more of is time. And that's the one that I'm focusing on right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is it? I mean, you said you went through all of this going yes. from sort of poverty, being on the streets and everything. Um, mm-hmm. How do you get through that? I mean, you, you described that conversation you had with Terry, Terry Cooper, your chairman. How do you get through those tough times? It- yeah, well, if you don't need motivation, it's money. It's not enough. So I'll go back down to me punching you in the face with a 24-stone bodybuilder, right? <laughs> Money's not a big enough motivator, and people believe it to be. And it, and, and it might be a driving force when you're down there. You go, oh, I want to have all that money. But for the vast majority of people, I'll give you an example. You can't skip the steps. So let's say you've got 12 steps in your, in your stairway, right? right? If you want to get from the bottom one to the top, you know, if you run at it and you try to jump, you might get to the third one or the fourth one, but then you're likely to hurt your knees and so forth. And this is what ends up happening. I never skipped any of the steps. I went from step one to two to three to four to five to six. And the problem is with today's day, day and age, with the social medias, is people believe that if you pay a check big enough to go on a training course, you will skip the steps. And actually, these people are wide open and there wouldn't be any beggars in this world if people didn't give them money. And the problem you've got is this is the whole industry, this personal development industry, which let me be quite clear, I'm not involved in that in any way or form, and I'm doing my magic to, to undermine that whole sub-industry. It's disgusting. But I really, I'm doing something now, which is this whole thing where I'm making a positive difference without charging thousands of pounds. And that's the difference is I'm proving with my methods for 40 quid a month that actually I can and do 
better results than what people are paying £2,000 a month. Like, true story. And I'm, I'm, I, Because I don't need the money, right? I don't want the big car. I don't want a fucking jet. I don't need a man- mansion. I don't have to support that life. So my motivation is to make a positive difference, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And things, it seems to me that we're always looking for the for the fast track. You know, we always want to get there faster. And um, and also, you said about the training. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm an advocate of training because you know, I spent of course, my life yeah, 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 of course. But this seems to me the thing is that sometimes we can become the perpetual learner, and what we have to do is we have to do the do. So, so, so this is the thing. You know, I've got these books here. These books that that I've written. And every one of my teachings is within that. And you'll have people that will read them, then start with why, then they're the 10X, and then Jesus Christ, they're the most confused because they've got all these books and they're confused. Go back to your operating system, load one operating system on it and run with that. Don't be loading another operating system. No wonder you get messed up. And, and you know, one of the things is you can't go left and right at the same time. Brexit is a great example of that. You know, I want to have abs. I could read Muscle and Fitness magazine and I could read about creatine and protein, do ab crunches and this, that, and the other than that machine. But actually, where it all goes wrong is I like eating pizza. So until I stop eating pizza, I can read all the magazines. Yeah. I could have freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger take me training every day for six hours. I'm never having abs. And this is the problem. Sorry, Brad, I just think it's, it's so important because I, I think what tends to happen is that we have so many voices. Everybody's saying, do this, do that, whatever. And then, of course, we get stuck thinking, like, well, we've got to do all these different things. We get overwhelmed. We can't do it all. And so I think you're right. I think you have to pick a mentor, you know, like somebody should read your book or, like, you know, go and get a coach or a mentor. Find sure. one person, shut everybody yeah. else out for mm. that period of time. Do the work mm. with them. Implement it. And then find your next mentor. So I've got, I've, got, I've got a couple of mentors. I've got two mentors. In fact, I've got three. But what happens is I'm smart enough now. Back in the day, I'd have been overwhelmed. But it's smart enough now to go, okay, that's, think of mentors like an app. So you open the app for that one, close it down and go for that app. That's what I do. I'm looking at myself like the human computer. I've changed the way I think. And and I tell you, it's really good to ask myself a question. Is that program that is loaded in there? Is it, is it, is it virus? Yeah, boom, get rid. Is it, is it slowing down the entire system? Yeah, we need to close that one down. Is it taking too much resources? Like my brain is like a desktop. I'm telling you, I look at it, it's almost weird, proper weird. (laughs) <laughs> like, like you probably think, oh yeah, it's a nutcase. But you know, you look at a, a Windows desktop and you've got programs on it. And that kind of how I look at me, where I can go, okay, well that's taking too much memory up. Get rid. Gives me efficient. You've got three mentors, did you say? I've got, I've got hundreds. Okay, well, hundreds. Okay, so you're working with a few people at the moment. When you're looking for a mentor, how do you find one that's right for you? What are you looking for in someone who's going to mentor you? I, I look at people's track record, but I also look at, you know, don't tell me you're funny, make me laugh. Right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm funny, me. Okay, make me laugh. I'm a comedian, make me laugh. So actually what I'm doing is I'm always watching. I'm watching about what people don't show you. Because when you go to Universal Studios tour, they make you look this way and all the stuff that exploded and, and, and the, 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 the water comes down and everything. What they don't do is let you look at the pipes. So what I do is I make certain any mentor who's giving it the big one, I actually go and follow, look at behind the pipe and see what's going on there. Look at yeah. the, you know, where they, and that, that's how I, I choose my mentors because anyone can show you this, the Hollywood films are about what they want you to show you. You know, and actually, you know, me talking about the books and this, I know that if I would not mentioned all my life, you wouldn't know that. So all anyone would say is Brad Burton, the UK's number four author, duh, 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 and position it like that. But I'm really honest with people because I believe that in order for you to be a true success, you need to release yourself from the ballast of all this stuff that doesn't matter. See, I was for so many years kind of embarrassed about getting shot at and everything had happened. 
now, I, I kind of, in 2008, I kind of shared it. And, 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 and with that, it kind of ballast went away. As humans, those programs were running, taking up a load of memory because I didn't want people to find out about me. I've shared everything. There's no, I've got no skeletons in cupboards, not one. Like, there's not everything's in my book. So when I go on question time and then the mail online, grab me in another year's time because that'll, that'll happen, by the way. Let me be quite clear. I'll get the talk. No, we are talking at the moment, genuine. Right? So I'll be the fourth panelist on the question time. Next day on the mail online, Brad Burton was shot at. Well, not a problem. Go to get off your ass to chapter two. You'll read all about it. Boom. It's all in there. And this is the thing. I've done it on purpose, knowing that actually at some point, someone's going to try call me out for my background. I'll say, not a problem. It was printed in 2011 in there. So everything that I've everything that I've ever been guilty of, any mistake that I've made, is all in the book on purpose, intentionally. But maybe that's part of your success, Brad, is that you have been quite, you made yourself quite vulnerable, really, by speaking about these difficult areas of your life. Clive, Clive, vulnerable initially. Initially. So once it's out there, no one, you, yeah. you see, yeah, I'm vulnerable if I don't share it. The point it's shared, for a, for a brief period, everyone goes, see, I told you. Afterwards, it's all gravy. So it's like when you start a business off, what ends up happening is you go payday skin. Sorry, when you're employed, payday skin, payday skin, payday skin, payday skin. When you run a business, it's skin, 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 payday, skin, skin, skin. So initially, by, by going sharing that, it was it was it was detrimental to me. However, now that's what I get booked on. Yeah, but I tend to think that when people are vulnerable, I I think that what that does is build connection because you therefore become relatable. We've not necessarily been through the same experience as you, but we all know hardship in our lives. So I think that, that that's interesting. And one of the things that you seem to have done really well, Brad, is that you've, you've built a personal brand around yourself. Obviously, for networking, you've, you've built that. It's got its own brand. But you was always, certainly as long as I've known you, you've, you've had a very strong brand and you've continued to develop that. Yeah. Uh, how important do you think that is for your average small business owner, is it? Great call. So, so, so you know the way that I present myself. So if anyone sees me walk onto a stage, T-shirt, bald head, tattoos, uh, jeans, trainers, you know, they're going to think, who's the drug dealer? That, that's like, so straight away, they're going to think, who's the drug dealer? Right? I get it, because I look like one, right? That's the reality of it. I don't look like a conventional person you see on Dragon's Den out there, right? I look like a drug dealer. I get that. So rather than me run from that, the first thing I come on when I come on stage, I do boys and girls. So my name is Brad Burton. Just to put your mind at ease, I am from Salford, Manchester. I do have shaved head, do have tattoos, but don't worry, I'm not a drug dealer anymore. So, and then you get the laugh out of the way. And then all of a sudden, I've got that, the elephant out of the room is done, line one. Now, this brand that I've got, this personal brand, has been hard fought, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm being cultivated over time. If you try to get jeans, trainers, and T-shirt and come on stage, it wouldn't work, right, as a, as a personal brand. But what we've all got to do is find a personal brand because a personal brand is free marketing. And people talk about me when I'm not there, which is great. So when they find me, they find the books. When they find the books, they find Four Networking. When they find Four Networking, they find Now What Club. When they find Now What Club, they find Brad Camp. When they find Brad Camp, they find... It's all one in the same. So for me, when I used to, going back in Four Networking, when I first started off, I used to walk around with a pizza box under my arm. Domino's pizza box. And people would be walking a trade show going, who's the nutcase with a pizza box? Oh, I don't know. I think that's that Brad Burton. Why is he walking with a pizza box? Oh, because he delivered pizzas to keep his business afloat. So, but, but I wouldn't dream now of walking around with a pizza box. It wouldn't wash. But at the time, it was the appropriate way of doing it. So your personal brand has to evolve the same way we do as individuals, the same way your business does as well. 
So absolutely yeah. important. But not everyone can. Not everyone. Everyone can be a little bit more them, but not everyone's as ballsy as me. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly you, you've got a lot of guts, and I, I, I quite admire you for that. Um, you said earlier that like you started the day by playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I'm interested about. Like you've made, you've got to a stage where you you can generally relax because you've got your business going. Now I, I do think that when you start out, you have to earn the right to be in business. Correct, correct. You have to get there, and nobody's going to do it for you. Uh, so you've been there. What advice could you give someone who's perhaps may, maybe things are not going that well for them right now? Yeah. How do they get themselves in shape? I mean, you used to the gym. How can you put them through like a business workout instead? <clears throat> so. The reason we get stuck in life is we're scared of making a decision, right? Why are people scared of making a decision, Clive? Uh, fear of making the wrong decision. Okay. Let's just go back to what I just said. An expert is someone that's made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. The only time that we know whether a, mis- a decision is a mistake or not is when? Uh, when we've made it. Right, so you're now at a crossroads. Should I go left, should I go right? I don't know which one. You can either sit there trying to work out should you go left or right, or someone like me comes along, makes a snap judgment. Listen, we're not going to get any more data. Let's go right. And once, once, once you're still pondering, I've gone right. It's the wrong decision. We now turn back. We've learned from that. So now next time, boom. So here's the thing. An expert is someone that's made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. If you want to be an expert, make decisions, right? And if they go, if, they, if they're a successful one, it's moving forward towards your success. If it's the wrong one, it's moving towards being an expert. You can't lose. You can't lose. So here's when it comes to making decisions. I'm about to share something that I shared with Bentley. They're using it on a global level now. This is So bear in mind, Brad Burton, the guy from Salford, Manchester, not a pot to piss in, four years of benefits. They did drugs twice. I'm going to give you a management principle that is world-class, that I, me, Brad, came up with. I, I came up with it, which is this as a board. This is how we make decisions. Based on what I've just said, right? Based on, on all the information, I make a decision, which is this. We make a decision in 24 seconds. 24 seconds. If after 24 seconds we can't make a decision, we revisit it in 24 minutes. If after 24 minutes we can't make a decision, we revisit it in 24 hours. If after 24 hours we can't make a decision, we've just made a decision. It's not important to us. Next. That is how I run my businesses. That whole principle is how I make decisions. So fundamentally, your success or failure to anyone listening to this right now, your success or failure is going to be defined by your ability to make decisions, good ones and bad ones. One more success, make better decisions. But I'm scared of making a decision in case it's the wrong one. If it's the wrong one, it moves you towards being an expert. If it's the right one, it moves you towards being a success. You can't lose. Once you get yourself into this Brad Burton mindset of decision-making, you can't lose. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's spot on there because it seems to me that most people who are successful seem to be really good at making decisions. And they're not afraid to say no to things. But they will make a decision. They won't, um, and, uh, they won't, oh, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in a few weeks. Or, I mean, you know, that doesn't happen. No, but it does. I mean, I think, I think what a lot of people do, I think when you're getting, you're employed and you're on 40 grand a year to go and sit in an office, you can afford to do that. I've, I've had people contact me what, in meetings and they go, let me explain something. Are you, do you get paid a, a, a salary? They go, yeah. But your job is to waste my time. Right? You get paid. Whatever your daily rate, let's say for the sake of this conversation, you get paid 500 quid to come and visit me. Come down to Taunton, say to your boss that you are visiting Brad Burton for a one-hour meeting. Right? So you get paid your day rate for travelling to me and da, 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 da. Well, I'd quite like 500 pounds for that meeting for an hour. Well, I'm not paying you for 500 quid for a meeting. Well, I don't want a meeting. You're the one who wants a meeting. You're saying, actually, I'll give you a discount there because I get paid thousands of pounds to go and speak motivational. 
So if you want a meeting with me, you're getting paid your wage, then you pay me 500 quid to have a meeting. Well, I don't want to pay it. Then I don't want to spend my time. You know what? I'd rather go and play Call of Duty. Fucking my life's great. And this is the thing. People get it all twisted. That people's priorities are not my priorities. And it's not that I'm being uncharitable, but what I'm not prepared to do is waste my life. Life. And that's the thing. I've been to three funerals this year. Out of six in my life. At some point, someone's going to be at my fucking funeral. And actually, do you reckon if I had on my last hour, I could have gone, fuck me, I wish I'd have had that appointment with that person. Talk about the fucking internet. Of course not. And it just sounds like a fancy. You just think absolute bollocks. But yet people do. People waste their lives on stuff that doesn't matter. Stuff that's never going to go anywhere. So I'd rather waste my life on stuff that does go somewhere. I'd rather just waste my life on stuff that I want to do. If I want to waste my life, the life, if you had a clock on it, showing how much life I've got, and I spend yeah. an hour playing Call of Duty, that's okay. I've made that decision. But if I'm not prepared to go and sit in an office and have a sales pitch for an hour about a product that I'm never going to buy. So I'd rather not waste your time and you don't bother coming to see me. I remember last time I saw you speak, you said, if you've got a plan B, you don't believe in plan, like plan A. Yeah. I, I like that. But can you tell us a little bit about that? What, what's that about? So, so <clears throat> here's the thing. I go back down to... Um, so I've wanted to quit 11 times with, with for networking in the first nine years. And the only reason I didn't quit was because I didn't have a plan B. I had to make this work yeah. because if it not worked, the full networking would have collapsed. All those haters would have said, see, I told you Brad Burton's a dickhead. Told you you had no brains. Told you you couldn't do it. Told you you needed a team. Told you. That's what they just said. And my reputation would have been shot to pieces. As a motivational speaker, what I sell is confidence, supreme confidence. So if you've got a plan B, uh, if this business doesn't work out, I'm going to go do Bitcoin. If the marriage doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to my ex-boyfriend. Fucking, you already want to foot out the door. Because the thing of it is, is if you don't 100% believe in your business, don't get upset when you sat opposite someone and the only way they're going to buy is if they 100% believe in your product. Not if they're 90%. So you don't 100% believe in it. And then you want me, you're 90% selling me, and you want me to go, I'll give you an example. So I had a guy try to sell me some marketing. And he said to me, he said, yeah, this marketing thing will get you, uh, it's a thousand pound, it'll get you 50 visitors to phone networking. Wow, 50 visitors. He said, yeah. So th- I'll tell you what I'll do. I was about this. I'll give you two grand if you get me 50 visitors or more. If you get me 49 or less, I'll give you nothing. Well, we don't work like that. <laughs> you just told me a minute ago in a meeting, you just said to me, I asked you twice, how many people do you reckon? 50 at least. And I said, 50 at least? You said, yeah. And now when it comes to me saying, put your money where your mouth is, I will double your money. If you get me 50 visitors, I'll double your money. I'll give you two grand. You're now saying you don't work like that. Well, I don't work like you. So the reason that you you're that you don't fundamentally 100% believe in it, and if you don't 100% believe in what you're selling me, how the fuck can I 100% believe in it? So I will, I will always put my money where my mouth is, always. Everything that I do, I do a guarantee. Every like training course, but I always do a guarantee. If somebody, does, if somebody believes that I'm talking out my ass, and actually it's not effective, I'll give them the money back. No quibble. In uh, nine years of doing it, I've had one person. Out of the thousands, one person, and he was just being a dick, quite frankly. Like genuinely, had an axe to grind, personal axe to grind. Because yeah. he, he came, he came for an, it, 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 so he came to claim on the on the um, on the Brad Burton money back guarantee, right? He did the course, and then seven months later, he came back and said, "I want a refund on it." Seven months, seven months. Get to so so I've never so that's the thing. But but going back to it, the Plan B thing, I you know I will put my money where my mouth is always. So it's about betting on yourself. 
And actually, if you don't want to bet, double down on yourself, then do I expect some of your clients, potential clients, to double down on you either? Yeah, yeah. Brad, if for some reason people have never met you, this is the first time that they've ever, yeah. ever heard from you, how can they get hold of you? Just Brad Burton. Just Google Brad Burton and you'll see everything you need to, to, to there. Have a look at the website. You know, the great thing is this. <clears throat> I never sell. I never get on here. I never sell. I never pitch. None of that shit. If people, see, what you've got to do is make a dish good enough to eat. So if you go into a restaurant and there's two dishes, one looks full of garnish and it's beautiful and the other one's just thrown on the plate, which one are you going to choose? That's what I've done with everything that I'm about is that if somebody is, wants to work with me or whatever, they'll find it. And if they can't be asked to do a Google search or two, then actually, you know what? They're not interested. They're never going to pass beyond that. So I'd rather anyone deselected themselves early doors rather than waste my life and their life as well. You know what? We've only got one. And this most important asset that we have is time. Don't waste it chasing down shit that you're never going to follow through with. Absolutely. That's a great attitude to have, really. And, you know, ultimately, yeah, people will judge you however, you know, whatever you say, really. So, uh, yeah, put yourself first. I, I like the whole idea about betting on yourself. That's brilliant. If you were to leave everyone listening right now with one final tip, anybody who's perhaps still a little bit doubting themselves about whether they can make this work or how they can turn something around, what would that be? Understand how you got here, right? Because you're not on scale electric tracks. You're not on autopilot, right? And that's what I was for 31 years of my life before I started this. I felt like my life was preordained and it's okay for them. And well, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I'm living proof that we can all be a better version of ourselves, but it all starts with that. It all starts with you believing that you can do it. So, you know, start saying yes to stuff. Start saying yes to stuff because I promise you, last thing you want to be doing is looking through a highlight reel of your life and all you did was say no, 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 no to opportunities. Look at me. I was told by the bank manager I couldn't start a business off. That's what he said. He said, I'll never, you know, I'm not have enough working capital, 25 grand in debt, and I run a multi-million pound business. I was told by a literary agent I couldn't possibly call a book, get off your ass. I've now got the four highest rated business books on Amazon. I was told that I couldn't become a motivational speaker. I look like a drug dealer. You know, and actually I'm speaking in front of 4,000 people at ZeroCon next week, next month. Don't let anyone tell you. Because this is the problem is that whilst you allow listen to other people's internal voice or other's voice or your internal voice, is you end up talking yourself out of opportunities. And what you need to do, start talking yourself in to opportunities. I love that. And I think that the best thing you can do is uh, rather than try and convince everybody else that you're right, whatever, just prove it. Don't tell me you're funny. Make me laugh. <laughs> love it, love it. And that was the phenomenal Brad Burton. What I really like about Brad, he's, he really is a larger-than-life character. He's real no-apologies. This is what I am kind of approach. And maybe that's what you need to be tapping into this year as we as we think about the year ahead. Right now, as I release this, this is the first podcast episode in January. So there's a good chance you're feeling pumped right now. You've got a whole new year ahead. You're no doubt thinking about goals and things that you want to achieve this year. And if for some reason you are in a bit of a slump and you're not sure whether this year is going to be any better than last year, then go back and ask yourself, why the hell did you start your business in the first place? Go back, fall in love with your business again. And this time, I want you to go all in. I want you to bet on yourself. Nobody is going to create your business for you. But if Brad can create a multi-million pound business when people around him were telling him you couldn't do it, if Brad can do it, you can do it. So let's double down on your goals this year, not just for your business, but for your personal life too. So do me a favor and come and let me know what's going on for you. What are you planning to do this year? The best place to share that is on the Get Real About Business podcast community. 
It's a Facebook group, free to join, and I'd love to see you there. We used to call it Earning the Right, but now it's the Get Real About Business podcast community, just to make it a little bit easier for people to find. Now, if you'd like to come and join us there, you'll find a link to that on our show notes page for today, which is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 57. And not only can you find the link to our Facebook group, but you can also find links to Brad Burton, to his books, and you won't need to do that Google search that Brad said that you should. So just go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 57. And if you enjoyed today's show, then do me a favor, would you? And just leave me a review. If you go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you found this, and just leave a review of what you thought about this. A five-star review would be awesome. When you do that, it helps us get the show noticed and more and more people can listen in and benefit from what we're sharing here. So that's it for today. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you found this, whether you found this on your favorite podcast app or Stitcher, wherever you find it, do subscribe. And you can also subscribe to our mailing list where you can get the podcast episodes delivered straight to your inbox. Once again, go to the show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 57. So we will be back next week with another great guest and some more strategies for you to grow your business. Until then, take care of yourself. Here's to you and your highly successful business.